A very good morning to you. It's nine o'clock on the open book right here on cliffcentral.com. And I'm sure everybody's thinking whose voice is actually just bombarding them over the microphone. It's Shalom actually standing in for Loyus of Mala. It's youth day. So we decided to do things in an extraordinary way and do it in a youthful way. But I'd just like to shout out to Loyuso, um, where he is and yeah, and really just thank him that I could do this and stand in for him. No pressure. No pressure. I hope on this youth day greeting all young people and really just putting it out there that can we just be young people of a difference i've actually got a very interesting guest with me in studio this morning a very good morning to you danny vambili good morning how are you doing shalom i am great thank you i'm blessed and happy to be alive on this particular youtube wow i'm also blessed i feel um yeah you know when you're looking at history and you're thinking wow it's been 40 years since this whole march took place, since, you know, our young people decided to stand up. And today we are benefiting because they had the guts to do something. So it's really one of those very rare days where I get to think of the, the history behind the liberation I have now. Talking about the guts of doing something as a young person yourself, Danny, can you just share with us, you know, what is it that you've done um, working with young people? I know that you've got a hectically long profile, um, but I know that there's just so much more to you than just those credentials. Um, you're a vessel, a young person, and there's a lot of change that you're wanting to see that you're bringing about in this country, starting small, but knowing that you're wanting to impact those magnitudes. So can you just share with us what is it that you've done? What are you currently doing? I know being in studio for you is not something new. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a radio for, for quite a bit. Um, currently with uh, Radio Pulpit. Um, there's a whole new project they, they, they doing, um, that focuses a lot on youth. So I felt, I felt drawn to that. So I've been involved in that. But when you say the most exciting thing I'm doing right now, um, it would be, um, it's a clothing line okay. that we're doing in Kenya where the main focus is to get girls out of prostitution. Mm. I think for me, that's just, that's the closest thing to my heart. Cause uh, growing up, I was naughty, man. I was sleeping with prostitutes and I got to talk to a lot of them and understand that not everyone is on the streets because they're a bad person, right. you know? Um, I got to meet girls who were smuggled. Um, from let's say Eastern Cape or something, promised jobs in, in Pretoria. Then when they come up, they dragged and the next thing they forced to prostitute themselves. And, um, I never knew one day I'd actually have the opportunity to, to intervene, you know, and not be the guy who's taking advantage, you know, of, um, where they are, but to actually be building and doing something positive to get them out of that space. So I do that with this lady called uh, Caroline Wasuna, and it's just been one of the most amazing projects for me. And also the fact that all the, the stuff we do is African, yes. you know, and we've decided, you know, we're not going to get cheap clothing, uh, materials and stuff like that from China, but we're actually going to do our research, find stuff from Tanzania, Ghana, Nigeria, uh, the Congo, and use those materials, but modernize it. You know, the kind of stuff where when a young person puts it on, they can rock it with jeans, right. you know. So I'm very excited about that. You've been working with young people um 
alongside with this particular project that you've just shared with us about development, about what's happening. Um, and we know that as young people, there's just so many struggles and everybody is trying to put in their bit, be it it's positive or negative. But today it's June 16 and we know that, you know, it's derived from the 1976 youth mm-hmm. and we now looking at the 2016 youth, looking at the parallels between the two, you know, the type of leadership perhaps that happened then, um, the type of sustainability that the young people then had as compared to what is happening now. Yeah. How do we say this? Fees must fall for me. Uh, I know when I sit with other uh, pastors, they're always like, but Danny, it was violent. I'm like, no. (laughs) You know what? For once, I saw the youth voicing their opinions on things that actually affect them. Mm. You know, um, I was just telling Shalom off air um, a few, maybe what, a year ago when uh, America passed their their rights for for gay marriages and all of that. you had South African youth posting saying, man, we need to fight for this now. You know, um, America is doing this. We need to get this. And I was reading this just thinking, oh, my God, these children don't know that in November 2006, <laughs> South Africa had already passed into their constitution the right for same-sex marriages. Yes. But you can see that we have this youth that's so caught up with America and entertainment that whatever America does is what they think they're now fighting for as well. And they so caught up with entertainment that they didn't even know that they already had that right in their own country. Right. Do, do you see how, how, how lost we are? We have, uh, children posting, um, Black Lives Matter. I support Black Lives Matter. In fact, I've lived in the States for about a year and I had one of the most interesting experiences of my life. We drove from, from uh, New York up to the borders of Canada all the way down to Miami and back to New York. That's the equivalent of driving from Cape Town to Central Africa and back again to Central Africa. Mm-hmm. My white friends were driving. We were not stopped once by the cops. But the one day I decided to go or like literally less than a kilometer with my black friends, we stopped. Yes. <laughs> we stopped, stopped and we searched. And during the whole thing, I noticed my friends were behaving like they were guilty, like we were doing something wrong, you know. And afterwards I asked them, I'm like, guys, but... Why were you guys behaving that way? You know we did nothing wrong. They said, no, dude, this is America. You are guilty until proven innocent. If you are black, like, don't reach for your pocket. Don't don't do anything that will get you shot because they will shoot you. First, I thought, man, this guy's exaggerating. And later on that year, um, I had a little incident at work where I was being accused for something that I didn't do. But this one lady, older white lady, pulled me to the side. And she said to me, Danny, you know, there's something uh, I think you forget. 
You know, and I asked her, what's that? She said, no, you forget that you're a black man mm. in America right now. Mm. And if we put you in our legal system, we will F with you. Yes. You know, and I was shocked. I was like, is this even happening? You know, I've seen this on TV. Right. You know, I've heard about this, but to experience it like that, that was just life changing for me. But in South Africa, if I get stopped by the cops, they're probably trying to get a 20 rand out of me. They're, yeah. they're trying to get a, a bribe for a Coke or whatever they want to do. Mm. So our problems are very different. different. Yes. You know, our problems in Africa as the African youth, um, if we look at, for example, education, um, in, in January, I was in Swaziland. And there was a girl there, you know, the Lord just kept talking to me about her. So we had a sit down with her and she told me how um, she wanted to come study in South Africa. Mm-hmm. But as a non-South African, that meant she had to pay upfront for her studies. So there's no such thing as a school loan for someone who's coming from outside of South Africa. Right. They have to pay upfront the whole amount. So if you go into tax, for example, and you need a what, fifteen, thirty thousand for mm-hmm. the year, you need to pay it upfront. Front. And that made me think. It was like, oh my goodness. Um in my country right now, in South Africa, we fighting because you know the loans are, 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 are hectic, you know, but there's still a student who cannot study because even that loan is not afforded to them, right? Because they don't have that nationality, and they can't study in Swaziland because they don't have that course in their country, hmm. you know. So our African problems are different; they're complex, and they need us as the current youth. To understand them and to be vocal about them. And that's where I feel sometimes, um, globalization is stealing our focus from our true problems. What do I mean by that? Let's say someone, um, who is gay in America, who's fighting for their rights to get married or whatever rights they're fighting for. The first thing they actually have is water. You know, they're living in a comfortable house. And they probably have a job. Hmm. Okay. But the same person in South Africa sometimes is staying in a shack. Sometimes cannot even afford a proper education. You know, so I feel like, yes, we have all these problems and we can't connect to global problems, you know, global right. movements and, and all of that that's happening. But let's not forget what What's directly affecting us right now mm. You know, let's look at schools In the locations, for example Where the the the, the teachers still come late hmm. you, you know what I'm saying the, mm. the teachers still come late I've been to a few schools You know, where we meant to speak And all of that And we are there on time Thinking, okay We want to catch them at assembly And then assembly starts like an hour later and you're thinking to yourself, man, is this happening in my country right now? Mm. You know, are there still children who are deprived from uh, primary education? Because, you know, we're talking about tertiary education, but that's too late because most of these children won't even make it into a university, you know, because they will not get the marks required to make it there. And even if they make it, 
Ask any A student. Many A students end up in university and uh, suddenly. <laughs> yeah, and you just stop being an A student, perhaps, yeah. you know. Yep. And then you try to look for a job and it's like, uh, well, and you're sitting there and you're overqualified type of thing. That, that's really what it is, you know? But you know, Danny, it's, it's very interesting to hear. Um, I mean, it's one thing knowing what has happened in history and what other people have experienced during that particular time, you know, mm-hmm. um, even outside South Africa, even. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are, um, as the born freeze, if we could put it that way. And we just know about it theoretically, but, Without a deeper understanding about it And we're in a world where Everything is in abundance If we could put it that way yep. It's in abundance But the how part Is perhaps where we're missing it The time now is 13 minutes after 9 o'clock Right here on the open book on cliffcentral.com Just going to take a break there Perhaps get a song um, or an ad But we really just want to hear from you Post on our Facebook page Cliffcentral.com And just share with us You know, What is it that you think um, sticks out Or really stands out Between the 1976 youth um, And 2016 youth And what we've been sharing at the moment With Danny as well Being a young person Not South African Being in a South African country, but also what he's shared about his personal experiences and how that has changed his life. Looking forward to hearing from you. Our God is Awesome, very beautiful song, none other by the very legend himself, Loiso Bala. Our God is Awesome. It's Shalom here, standing in for Loiso on the open book on cliffcentral.com with my guest, Danny Vambili. We've been having a very proper deep talk here. It's all about Youth Day, Youth Month, and exactly what is happening, what the young people have experienced then, him having his own personal experience, and what is happening now. Um, Danny, you, you mentioned earlier about how you know, the, the youth of 1976, um, they fought for the legacy that they actually left. And what we, as the youth of 2016, are doing now. What is the difference? Are we, are we fighting the right way? Is our leadership structure at the moment as young people, um, the correct type of governance to bring about the change that is already there, but the how part of bringing about that change is perhaps where we're struggling a bit as the youth of 2016. Well, I think our problem is very deep. It starts with education. Mm. Okay. A child studying in China right now needs 60% to pass. 60. Right. All right. In the Congo, that, that child needs at least 50%. Mm-hmm. In South Africa, you need 33 point, point something, nah, 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 three or whatever it mm. is. And that already tells you there's a problem. Yes. Then when you hang out with, um, children from different countries, this once happened to me. I was so embarrassed because I, I grew up my whole life in South Africa, studied here, everything here. And, um, we were hanging out with an American, um, maybe eight different African countries were present. Um, amongst them was Kenya, um, Ghana, Zimbabwe, and all of these other countries. Angola was also there. And then we started playing a game that had to do with capitals of the different African countries. If all the other children from the different countries knew 
They could tell you if you went Ghana, they gave you the capital. You said um, um, Nigeria, they gave you the capital. But all the South Africans did not know, you know. And at one point, the one uh, guy who was with us, Boo, actually stopped him and said, "But guys, how do you know all of this?" Hmm. And they said, "Man, we know. We don't only know." The capitals of your countries, we even know in which provinces are your different minerals, you know, and that made me think, I was like, oh my Lord, here we are in Africa and we don't even know what's happening in Zimbabwe. For example, if you were to do business, uh, Shalom, you can't just depend on South Africa, all right? To be your main uh, base Mm. You need to be able to think Okay cool My business is now sorted out in, In South Africa But how do I take it into Zambia But you don't even know What Zambia is What is their capital Um, What do they consume Mm. What do we export to them Now I started realizing that We are failed from our education We don't know our surroundings Number one Okay, then let's look at our bordering countries Because if you don't even know what's happening beyond your border How can you go beyond your border? All right, we 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 know what's happening in America <laughs> In terms of um, the entertainment industry But we don't know our borders Now how do you expect to be a successful businessman? Oh, so you're just going to be local Okay then let's go a step deeper. Um, when the rand dropped in uh, December, someone on Facebook posted saying, yeah, but guys, the rand to the dollar, I'm not even leaving the country. How does that affect me? Right. I just thought, man, the level of ignorance. Yes. Because in the end of the day, South Africa exports things from different countries, even DSTV, for example. Yes. All the products that we're watching from them are coming from different countries. So what does that mean? Our buying power has dropped, mm. you know, and a practical example for this would be um, in December of 2014, I got married to this like lovely woman, <laughs> <laughs> my wife, Letitia. And we went to, um, we went to Botswana and then we went to Zimbabwe for a honeymoon. And at the border of Zimbabwe, they would say to you, okay, do you have $10, a hundred pullers or a hundred rand? Okay. Because they were all equivalents. So right. you could e- either give a hundred pullers or a hundred rand. But today, if you go to Zimbabwe, most of them don't want the rent. Mm. Why? Because the value keeps falling. When you go to um, um, Botswana, the value has changed so much that, you know, your rents can't do much for you. Mm. You know, and I started thinking, I'm like, those are the neighboring countries we're exporting and importing to and from. So if we can't do trade with them, how much more will the rent be affected? How will our food prices be affected? I think our youth need to switch off BET, you know. <laughs> and please, nothing against BET as a channel, you know. But I'm saying we need to refocus. We need to understand what's governing the society we're living within. True. You know, um, 
most of our youth want nothing. They think farming is like it's a poor man's thing. You yeah. know, hey, you gonna farm? No, me, I want to do business in Josie somewhere. Yeah. But the farmers of this country are basically the backbone of our economy. Right. If we, if we, you know, obviously mining is there, but mining is not really working out right now globally. Mm. So we need to change our mindset, you know, stop thinking owning a BMW is the, 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 the definition of success. Start thinking that a BMW mm. is someone else's product. Yeah. You know, you say to yourself, man, that they have got a Beamer. I've arrived. In Germany, they're like, okay, let's make a let's Beamer. Let's make a Beamer. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, so when will we go from um, a Beamer is my life to let's make our own Beamers? You know, and I think that's the challenge for our youth. We're so caught up in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. You know, we can tell you about Lady Gaga's and all of this. In fact, our youth were complaining about the recent developments in South Africa mm-hmm. where the SABC was saying, you know, we should play more local music. And for me, that was again a classic example of not understanding what affects you directly. Right. Um, a while back, there's a friend of mine, um, Harold Moyo. He works with international uh, Christian artists, you know. And many times when they're around, you know, we'll help with, you know, just hanging out with them, you know, beyond the concerts, you know, yes. just, you know, creating that vibe and helping them experience what South Africa is. And this one guy um, who is like a Grammy artist, I won't mention his name, he was shocked because when we got in from the airport, the first thing he said, hey, put on the radio. Mm. You know, we put on the radio and bam, American song, another mm. American song, another American song. And then he just said, but guys, don't you play your own music? Mm. Can you imagine an American in South Africa trying to experience our culture ended up complaining, but dude, I feel like I'm at home. I'm missing out on Africa While on the motherland Mm. And for me If he can see the absence Of our our traditions and cultures But our own youth cannot Then Shalom We have a problem We have a problem And it starts with um, Just like being real with yourself. Yes. You know, I'm pro natural hair. <laughs> every, every year, at least once a year, I have this major fallout on, on Facebook. You mm-hmm. know, people are always on my case. Oh, yes. <laughs> about this whole natural hair and no makeup. I've seen a bit about You're that. The no makeup issue. I've seen a bit about that. But you know, um, to, from what you've shared, um, Danny, really, we, 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 the, we, the type of youth that, don't know if this is the right way of putting it, but we, we informed or we well informed about things that are not really relevant. I say that and put that in inverted commas. Yes. Um, because there's just so much that's happening around us, specifically in our country. I'll, I'll, I'll speak from that perspective because we, we hear, mm-hmm. um, there's so much happening and we have little to say about it in terms of how do we change it to make it better, not just for us, but for generations to come as well. Mm-hmm. And you touched a lot on entertainment and of course, Entertainment media It's what is dominating It's one of the biggest mediums Where we're getting All of this communication
situation But mm-hmm. we filtering What we want for convenience Or what makes us feel good Be it you know It's a type of music Or it's the next gossip And yeah. not about You know the next change That's happening within our Our governance In South Africa as a whole Um how do we, how do we get to the point, especially as, as, as Christians, where we can filter the media mountain, we can filter entertainment, but bring about something that is peculiar about it. You're a gospel hip hop artist. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, when you speak of hip hop, naturally people always think, you know, they'll always think something that's irrelevant or think of swear words or think of baggy pants. And it's always something, there's a negative connotation to it. Yeah. But now we're having the baggy pants coming into the Christian industry, but mm. it's looking good. And the hard part of this hip hop being depicted, it's relevant now. And it's more relevant for the 2016 youth. If you want to bring a message out there, can you kind of look alike or close enough to what they want to see, but make it a point that your content is exactly what you want them to hear? Now, as young people in the Christian body, how do we dominate um, in, in, in bringing about that change, but not imposing it or not being holier than thou, but bringing it to a balance in terms of what we want to see when we speak of godly governance, when we speak of how... Young people should be carrying themselves When mm. we speak about the leadership that needs to take place When we speak about how a woman should carry herself It becomes a package Yeah This this question of yours um, I want to answer it In a very real way Yes Okay. Sometimes I wish Christianity Actually had a school You know like when someone tells you I'm a doctor (laughs) You know that okay This person went to a university They studied You know they have an understanding They're not just chopping you up Yes Because you know they think they know But they've taken time to understand You know their craft Mm. Many times I meet Christians Who've not even read the Bible Mm. But you're Christian I'm like I, I hear you. I'm, I'm not disqualifying anybody, mm. but I'm saying we're not equipped for this world that we're in. And sometimes you find the Christians actually are the biggest problem, you know, because we do have people who think, hey, I'm better than this one. I'm better than that one. Um, but they only read maybe three chapters in the Bible, maybe three, you know, most of what they know is what their pastor says on, on the pulpit. But the word conviction, when you say Christianity is my conviction, hmm. you need to first have been convicted, right. you know, and you can't be convicted without information. It's like right now with Oscar, they in court and to get him to become a convict, you must bring enough evidence to convince the court, is, you know, for yeah. them to now give them a conviction. Yes. Do, do you get it? So yes. I feel we as young people in South Africa right now need to get our convictions right. Okay. When you speak of things like racism, I'm, 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 I'm completely against racism. Okay. Mm. But I'm not racist. Mm. What does that mean? Um, in my close circle of friends, you'll find an Indian, you'll find a white person, black people, mm. colored people, mm. and those are really my boys. Those are people I call when we have problems and mm. all of that. 
But within us, there's an openness about what's really happening. One of my friends, uh, a white girl, adopted a, a, a black baby and part of her family disowned her. Her immediate family completely supported the decision, right. but some of them disowned them. Mm. You know, and we've had um, cases, for example, one of my white friends was sharing on how uh, they went out on a dinner and his brother's child was playing with this black child. You know, these restaurants that just have like a, a playground. And the the wife went and grabbed this girl and washed her hands and said, don't play with that black thing, mm. you know. And now imagine this is a white person talking about it in this group. And we were saying that you can't fight racism and support it at the same time. Mm. For example, this is what I think we black people do. We're like, hey, when I, this guy's doing this and this and this, I was mistreated and all of that. Mm. But when we sit in our own private group, we're like, I never trust a, a white person. You know, white people are all the same. Mm. So what you're saying is this. You support racism when it's not pointing at you. <laughs> yeah. do, do, are you yeah. seeing it? But when it's affecting you, suddenly you acknowledge that's racist. Mm -hmm. But when it's you making statements about other people or other races, be it coloreds or, or Indians, yeah, I know all the Indians are the same. Or mm -hmm. oh, I know, man, th those guys probably crooked you because you know Indians are crooked. That's a racist mentality where you are teaching yourself and passing on to your children. Um, our parents will say things like, hey, guys, hey, let's go quickly. Hey, we can't be late. This meeting's with that white person. <laughs> mm -hmm. So why are you, what are you endorsing? You're endorsing that, hey, if you're meeting another black person, we can be late. Mm. That's disrespectful. Of course. That's racist. That's racist even against black people. Ah, Lord. 1976, we saw color. 2016, thank God for the freedom. We chose to not see color. And, and I think that's really what we're seeing now. Um, of course, there are those underlining issues, issues yes. but those are the issues that we as young people of this time need to get over, need to get rid of them. Under any circumstance, we really should just Step out of it, you know, and not even use it as an excuse every now and again. Just be on time. Yes. Time management is, it should be your etiquette. It shouldn't be about, you know, the color of the person that you're going to be meeting. Yep, yep. Um, sort of thing. We even have things such as African time. We're like, I oh, know. I'm going to be late to that time. wedding. You know, African time. <laughs> no. I like joking about it and then being real. Yes. Don't, don't hide from your problems. And that's what I think is happening with our youth. Things are so bad. That would rather be caught up in entertainment okay. Not not looking at what's really happening Sometimes is a good way to escape from it And when I think of it I want our youth to have the conversations that are hard to have mm -hmm. I want our youth to say Look, um, it's uncomfortable and, and that's what we've decided even at work You know, I've got friends um, who... Um, of different races And we've decided let's tackle these things But I told them I'm like you know what I don't want to talk about this at work If you and I are really Going to change this country The first thing is We need to understand the dynamics of our homes You know so um, We once had like a, a sit in 
someone's birthday and for once we had our work colleagues white blacks everywhere but we're at someone's house Mm. And somewhere during the night, we started talking about black tax. Yes. You know how the average black person who's really doing well <laughs> is probably the one who's broken out of poverty in the family. Mm. And now once you break out, you still need to support. And some of my white friends were shocked. They're like, man, I didn't know there's something called black tax, you know? Black tax. And we've had sit-downs with them and gotten, like, perceptions. For example, the farm killings, you know, mm. where, you know, sometimes it's portrayed as if we as black people are sitting down together, you know, and saying, okay, let's go kill the, the, the bull, kill the farmers, <laughs> you know, and we've got, like, this WhatsApp chat, you know. <laughs> but people forget that crime in South Africa is a problem. Yes. It's affecting everyone equally. Yes. You know, Recently, just a few, um, last week somewhere, someone I know personally was killed, you know, and we have to, as, as, as young people, break the barriers that I, I don't just want to say apartheid gave us. Mm-hmm. I feel apartheid, yes, apartheid was a problem, but post apartheid is where I think the failure uh, happened because we just thought, hey, Mandela, awesome. But we didn't say, okay, uh, Mandela, awesome. Who's my neighbor? Who's my neighbor? <laughs> Danny, I want us to just give it a pause there. We're getting closer to wrapping up. It's 38 minutes after nine o'clock. And I really just want to share this message that Kadua sent us. And she says, I feel like I could listen to you guys all day. I'm loving it. Thank you so much to Kadua. Yes, it's youth day. We're doing things in a, a different way. And yeah, I think it's really that time of the day when we have to love and leave you. And just Danny, just to close it off, um, can you just share just, you know, something that we can just leave those young people motivated in in bringing about the change that they want to see but being the type of youth that will stand out in order to be outstanding on things that will pave the way for the generations to come okay so my first thing with um, my youth is this guys this rainbow nation thing um, seems to have been the, the first flaw you know, because the rainbow has colors running parallel to each other, but those colors don't mix. Mm. You know, so what we've, we've learned to do in South Africa is you'll go to a university. There's different races, but the different groups stick together. You know, it's almost like the, the colors, we're sticking to our own colors of the rainbow. So we don't know each other's problems. We don't know where we're coming from. We don't know our backgrounds. Um, I was in the Eastern Cape recently, Shalom, and uh, you, you know that, that, that demographics more than me. Mm-hmm. But I met a girl, lovely girl, who sta- uh, she stayed in one of the townships, right? And had to go schooling in one of the Model C schools, formerly Model C schools. Yes. You know? uh, and yes. she <laughs> said... Were we called coconuts? <laughs> yeah, you coconuts. You. <laughs> and she said she had to travel four hours every morning to get to school. Sure. Four hours. Wow. She left home at 4 a.m. to get to school by 8. Wow. And I just thought about it. I was like, man, someone in her school, 
just thought, hey man, we're both in this school, South Africa is now good for everyone. But not realizing, if I drive four hours from, from Pretoria, I'm in Swaziland. Typically speaking, yes. <laughs> I'm in Swaziland. You know, so this child traveled the equivalence of going to Swaziland every day to get an education. Lord. That for me is why I'm, I'm sometimes angered when people say, yeah, but the apartheid is gone. You know, so what's the problem yeah. now? No, we're not talking about apartheid. Mm. We're talking about now. We're saying, understand the backgrounds around you so you don't make ignorant statements. Of course. Understand, um, even your, 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 your previous, previously advantaged people. Mm-hmm. Some of them are walking around with this guilt, yeah. you know, like, okay, we did this, we did that. I'm like, man, let's let the guilt go from guilt to compassion. Come on. Compassion is when I say, man, I understand it's a Danny Van what you're quote. going through. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and this one lady actually inboxed me on Facebook, um, lovely lady Ronal, and she was saying, yo, Danny, I've realized I've been privileged, you know, and now I feel guilty. What can I do? And I told her the first thing you can do is change that guilt. Compassion comes through knowledge. Mm. You know, don't just think. Um, and another thing I have a problem with is, you know, sometimes my white friends, you'll talk to someone and they're like, yo, no, when I was young, I had this friend Tabo. You know, we used to play with black children, you know, mm. I'm like, OK, what changed? Why is it now that you're older, your only reference is the maid? Right. You know, I'm just being real. Your South Africa understands We're being me. real. It's young people <laughs> being real. And just before we really just do our goodbyes, there's a special song we want to play, just dedicating it really to young people and how the importance of the only way that we can bring about this change is to grounding ourselves in God. Because really, he, you know, he's, he's the one who gives us all the strength, the power and the wisdom. So I just want you to listen to the song and very soon we'll be saying goodbye with Mr. Danny Van Bili. <laughs> Very beautiful song there, really just embracing our motherland, who we are, just taking it back to the roots because that's where it starts. And we're here on the open book. We've been speaking about young people. It's youth day, but really it shouldn't just take days like June 16 for us to speak about young people, to encourage young people. But every day as young people should wake up and really just think about the depth of success beyond the beamer, beyond the, you know, the, the, the Mercedes Benz and really just bring about that change that we want to see. I'm still in studio with Mr. Danny Van Bili, we're wrapping it up. The time now is 48 minutes after 9 o'clock. So I really just want to do our goodbyes and then we rock it out with a, with a, with a hip Kirk Franklin song, you know, just taking us back to how young people are being innovative, but more than anything, young people being in Christ and us just being the depiction of what God wants to see at such a time as this. Mr. Van Bili, just a word out there. Young, you're a young person in ministry. What is it that we need to do to stand out and be outstanding and change our country and bring about the God brand or the Jesus brand, taking Jesus to the world? How do we do that? It starts now. All right. So I think let's stop taking Jesus to the world and make sure we take him to ourselves first. Come on. (laughs) You know, you can't give what you don't have. Yes. You know, and it's sad over and over again. We just see. Christians who have the title but don't have the manifestation of what Mm -hmm. they're saying. So young people, make it real for you first. Find convictions, you know. 
And if you decide you're going to change this country, maybe the legal policies, mm. be convicted, be committed. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, many of us start things and we don't finish. Yes. You know, or we talk about this dream that will one day accomplish and all of that, but we don't do. I think it's time for us to find the guts. Find the guts. The, those children in 1976 knew that they're going against a system and something is going to go wrong, you know, and people were shot. In my personal life, um, I come from a family of doctors. Every other uncle is a doctor, you know, and you know, they, they say there's a big five, um, What's this? There's a big five in the careers. Five, yes. Yeah. You're accountant or you go into engineering and all of that stuff. And I had to make a choice that my convictions told me I want to change this world, you know, and I'm going to change it in, 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 in what I can, in ways that I can. And right now, things like, um, I told Shalom, we, we're running so many things. Um, there's like recruitment junction. We thought to ourselves, hey, man, um, there's a problem in our country. Children can't get jobs. What do we do? We created a website absolutely for free just for people to be able to get jobs. So what I'm saying is there's something within your means that you can do. Yes. And if you can just have the guts to be convicted and follow it to the end, you can be the change you want to see in the world. Amen. I want to say amen to that just to validate that, you know, something is not so strong in us young people. 1976, young people started it. We ought to carry the legacy. So from myself, Shalom Kandanisa, standing in for Loisa Bala on the open book on Cliff Central and my very amazing guest, Danny Vambili. Thank you so much for being with us and thank you to your wife and your little girl for allowing me to hijack your way on your public holiday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So thank you so much for being here. (laughs) And to everybody, do have a blessed June 16. And remember, the change starts with you. Bring Jesus to yourself and then take him to the world. So from myself, it's goodbye and God bless. The Open Book on cliffcentral.com. Goodbye. The Open Book on cliffcentral.com. Choice. Sometimes you have it and sometimes you don't. AutoTrader gives you the choice. Now you can shop, compare, and buy new cars. Watch our expert video reviews and research before you buy. AutoTrader New Car. The choice is yours. Cliff Central. The revolution. I've got something important to tell you. CliffCentral.com.